Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today our guest is Kyle, the, the Senior Manager in Compliance Success for Skytail. Hello. Hey Christian, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, please tell us what is Skytail. Of course. So Skytail is a compliance automation platform and pretty much what we do is we take the headache out of compliance work and we just help companies in terms of information security from start to end, depending on where they are in, in their process. So what is the biggest problem that you solve for such companies? So the biggest problem I would say that we experience with our customers is you have really, really great business ideas and you've got a lot of founders of businesses, CEOs, CTOs, whatever they may be, but they have the really good business ideas. And of course, they don't completely understand compliance. So in the world of information security, cybersecurity, there's obviously so many considerations and risks these days that these companies, they just don't really know where to start um, in terms of implementing processes, controls, whatever it may be. Um, and that's really where we come into play, uh, that we can assist them right from the beginning, guide them on every single thing that they need in order to be compliant. Um, and where, where that's actually really important is compliance, of course, just proves that you're secure, that you have controls in place, and that if you wanted to work with one of these potential customers, you sort of have that assurance and peace of mind that your data and information will be secure. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Why should companies uh, think about uh, compliance? <laughs> but I think you, you already answered. Uh, but the next question is, when should they do it? At what stage? Of course. So, so the earlier they do it, the better. Um, but of course, it isn't always possible. It depends on budget constraints within companies and organizations. So the short answer is whenever they can. Um, of course, the earlier they adopt it, the easier it is. Um, the reason I say that is then they can almost build their environment from the ground up with security in mind. Um, but of course, if they start later on in the process, it's also fine. Uh, we, we have compliance experts and we have the resources to be able to provide them everything they need. So even if they haven't been operating from the most secure practices because they've been focusing on prioritizing the development of their products, um, that I mean, I think is, is very common and it's really understandable. Um, we can then come in to say to them, okay, cool, you've got the product up and running. And what we also see sometimes is, or, or quite often in fact, is the requirement for compliance comes as a result of customers requesting it. So if you are a, a SaaS platform and you, you're the startup and you've got this great product idea, you now need to grow and develop your customers, but a customer comes to you and says, okay, we wanna work with you, but we need to know you're secure. Are you SOC 2 compliant? Are you ISO compliant? Being able to turn around and say, yes, here's proof of our certification, uh, like we sort of said, is that peace of mind? Um, so that, that's really uh, what makes it so important for the customers themselves. You exp explain it greatly. <laughs> and Thank what you. is the pricing for Skytail? So the pricing varies greatly depending on the size of organization, the type of the framework that we do. So at, at the crux of it, we offer compliance automation, but of course that involves many things. So the frameworks, like I mentioned, we have the ability to do SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3, um, ISO projects, various ISO standards, 27001, 27701, 270117 and 18, HIPAA, GDPR. So it depends what region the customer's in, what their product is. Um, so, so we work with the customer to be able to identify, okay, what is your product? What region are you in? What are your customers requesting? 
And based on that, we will create a, a solution that's tailored to them, uh, a project timeline that suits the available resources they have, the urgency of when they need the project completed. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a very roundabout answer in terms of pricing here, because it's, it's very much not a, a one solution fits all. Yeah, I understand. Uh, and usually how long does it take uh, to for a company to implement the whole so, so let's say today uh a customers come come to them and ask for SOC 2 how long does it take for them to actually implement it and uh, yeah. absolutely so again touching a little bit on the previous points um depends on the customer themselves let's take maybe a couple scenarios here so you are a SaaS platform you're a startup you're really really small um, and, and you're just getting going with the project. Your company was established a few months ago. You come and start working with Sightail. Let's say we're doing a SOC 2 project with you. So you'll then, we'll, we'll de uh, decide and agree on what um, criteria we're going to do the first audit on. Um, and then we will begin with the whole remediation process. So remediation, essentially, we're going to say, these are the controls that are relevant to your organization. And then we identify where the gaps are. So mm. obviously from an auditing perspective, if I say to you, I do this, but I can't evidence and prove that I do it, it's, it's pointless in an, in an audit um, space. So what we do then is work with the customers to say, okay, this is what we need to be able to evidence and prove, and then we get the process in place. So depending on the resources available, um, yeah. we, we get going straight away to say, this is what we need to implement. SOC 2 typically for a first time project. Um, so depends again if a customer is doing a SOC 2 type 1 or a type 2 report. So just a quick explanation there. A type 1 report is just uh, assessed at a point in time. So let's say the customer was going to do it on the 1st of January. Their controls would then be assessed as at the 1st of January, whereas a type 2 report, let's say, would be a three-month period. So mm -hmm. from the 1st of January to the 31st of March. So of course, in that situation and scenario, there's a minimum three-month period that the customer will have to be going through and collecting evidence. So the longer the audit period itself, obviously the longer the project takes, yeah. but ultimately you also get assurance and are able to provide to your customers to say, rather than one day of our controls being implemented effectively, we've now assessed the operating effectiveness for the past three months and we can prove that all of this is in place. And can you show it some of your integrations? Absolutely. So a huge part of it, um, I think the best way to explain on the integrations um, is if you think about uh, going back to the audit evidence collection, and I say to you, you need to provide these three pieces of evidence. There's, of course, certain audit requirements that say it needs to have a timestamp. We need to be able to prove where the evidence comes from because the auditors have their methodology and they need to be able to see that. So before I even get into the integrations, I'm going to explain the benefit here that if you then went and provided a piece of evidence and you upload it to the platform, but it's missing something. We're then going to do a follow-up. We're going to have to extract this information again and re-provide it. So it can be tedious, it can be repetitive, yeah. and people just don't want to do that. So where the integrations come into play, first and foremost, is it ensures accurate and complete uh, audit evidence collection all the time. So what happens is you'll connect to the integration depending on the tools you use, of course, um, most companies have this plethora of SaaS tools that they're using, be it your cloud providers, your source control tools, your IDP, your endpoints. We cater for that on the platform, and it's as simple as connecting to it, 
Uh, there's a couple of different methods depending on what the customers prefer and feel most uh, secure and comfortable about doing, because at the end of the day, we're collecting information from their systems. So we want to be able to provide assurance to them that what they're providing to us is secure and that they don't have any worries about that. That information will then be collected depending on what frameworks we're doing, it will automatically populate to the relevant audit screen. So that's the one side of it, is the automatic evidence collection. And the other side is continuous compliance. So of course, yes, you work and prepare for an audit, but as a company, you wanna make sure that you're compliant all the time. So what that means is by connecting the integrations, depending on the evidence that's being pulled, if the integration detects that there's a non-compliance, be it in a security format, a configuration, whatever the case may be, our platform will automatically then create a task and flag it for you to then be able to go and remediate it. So instead of you sitting and worrying, where are my issues, where are the gaps, what do I need to fix, the platform yeah. is going to pop out and say, this is where you need to focus. I understand. I understand why you have so many integrations and why they are so important. Uh, but it's a continuous process, right? So you need to check... Uh, Every day, every day, every time. <laughs> Absolutely. So to be checking every single day would, of course, be the best scenario. Um, of course, this isn't always realistic in terms of organizations. But I think that benefit, again, is exactly like you say. You don't want to be compliant only for the audit period you're covering. You want to always be compliant. Every day, you've got that peace of mind as an organization that you're providing secure services. You don't, you don't want something to go wrong and you get caught out for it. So exactly like you say, the tasks are then on our platform, your, your go-to point. So instead of you setting up these meetings and you've got different stakeholders that are going to have these time-consuming processes, you'll go to the platform and you'll have a look, what do I need to do? Where do I need to focus my time? Correct that and move on. Okay. And I'd love to hear some stories of companies that uh, use the Skytel and how they... Of course. They improve. Yes. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll jump into a, a few here. I mean, some that, that popped to mind. Sure. Um, maybe going back to answer one of your much earlier questions in terms of how long does a project take? So we, of course, work with companies at various uh, stages of, of maturity of the environment, if I can call it that. So, I mean, a really great example is we worked with a customer that started with us. They had a pretty mature platform. Um, but instead of collecting all this evidence, we completed their audit in under a month. So wow. they already had their processes in place. So of course there was a bit of groundwork to retrospectively collect evidence and make sure everything was correct. But we essentially completed their project in under a month. So I think that may be a test to the, the speed and efficiency of the automation platform itself and how everything was able to be put in one place they didn't have to worry about finding evidence in different folders. So it simplified the requirements on their end. Um, and, and yeah, it really just made it an absolute breeze of a project. Um, we, we work with some really incredible clients. I think it's, it's a very, very cool role that myself and the rest of the customer success team are in that you do. You, you work with these really, really bright minds from around the world um, that have these incredible business ideas ultimately. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, I think the projects, it, it depends entirely on the available resources. Of course, some of these companies are, are quite small and they just don't have the capacity to spend hours in a day on projects. Um, but it, it ultimately comes down to that, how much time you can invest as to how quickly the project's going to get completed. Um, and yeah, we, we delivering 
some really amazing projects at the moment and by utilizing the platform where customers potentially had this goal in mind where they wanted to do ISO 27001, for example. They had this idea, a customer had requested it, that's what they were going to do. By working with them, we've been able to identify, okay, SOC 2 might be relevant for you as well. Maybe HIPAA, depending on their region and, and what their product is. So what's been really beneficial for customers from that side is being able to say to them, okay, we wanted to start here, but you have these requirements and based on your region, your type of project, all of these are actually going to be really relevant to you and the platform caters to that. Instead of yeah. you doing three separate audits, <laughs> you're going to do this evidence collection, this remediation process, and you're at the end of the day going to be compliant for three different frameworks, which I think is is a no-brainer to, to companies. Yeah. You don't want to do one project three different times. If you can get three things done at once, well, hey, there's a huge amount of efficiency in that. Absolutely. And uh, when did you join the company? So this is now my second year with Cytel. So I've been with them just about from the beginning, I would say. Not not quite right at the start. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been with them from the early days when we were really, really small, around 10 employees to, mm. to now where we've got a, a head count. I think we're just over 40 at the moment um, and, and really nice growth. Um, I mean, we, we have, we've had to take on more resources because there's, there's a huge demand for the product. There is just this global demand for compliance and info security uh, regulatory compliance. And uh, what, what do you think was your biggest challenge during uh, this one year, <laughs> these two years? <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, in all honesty, I, I don't know if they were possibly working with people all around the world. I think different cultures and that is, is always uh, uh, definitely not a, a massive challenge, but I'm actually trying to think of what were hindrances at the beginning, because in all honesty, it's been such a smooth process. I joined <laughs> and, and from day one, honestly speaking, it's, it's been awesome. I, I absolutely love the role that I do on a daily basis. Um, I think, yeah, you've got to learn to work with different cultures and different types of people. Um, I myself am a South African, and of course, we've got our company based in, in Tel Aviv in Israel, as well as in South Africa. Um, and we've got a few team members in various locations around the world as well. Um, but I think ultimately, yes, I say that that was maybe a challenge. It's also a really cool opportunity at the same time to learn about different cultures. Um, so I'm giving you a very roundabout answer here, but I don't, I don't think there were huge challenges. I, I'm very, very fortunate that the team that I work in um, was able to provide those resources from getting, getting my feet on the ground and getting established here when we got started. And now, yeah, it's, it's, it just, everything happens on a daily basis. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> you seem uh, thank you. You seem happy. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'd love to hear your backstory before Skytel. So, what did you do? Of course. So, so my backstory, I think, relatively straightforward. Maybe a little bit not. Um, I studied a computer science degree. Um, I always thought I was going to end up being a developer, and that's sort of the the way I went about my studies. And afterwards, it, it just sort of changed once I got my degree. Um, I, I, I majored in computer science and psychology. So I always had quite a keen interest in people. Um, and I mean, in, in thinking about a science degree in computer science and psychology, they, they don't really tie together. Um, but I, it, it, fortunately, my university allowed me to do that. And I ended up in a graduate role first at uh, one of the big four auditing firms. 
So I ended up in IT audit, um, and that's sort of where I got the ball rolling with my career um, and was able to move up over the years, got good experience there, and then the opportunity for Cytel really came up at at the right time for me, I think as, as things tend to do. Um, and to move on to the, the other side was a real, I was really intrigued by it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, saying that obviously sitting on the audit side, having that prior knowledge now to the work I do on a daily basis is invaluable. Um, being able to explain to customers and of course help them through the compliance process but understanding what is going to be an audit requirement is super valuable because another part of our service is yes, we are a compliance automation platform, but the consulting service that we provide to customers, there's huge value in that for them as well. So we will teach and, and sort of guide and coach them through the whole process. And we end up representing them in front of the auditors. So again, part of the hassle we take out of the process and that prior knowledge of my IT audit background allowed me to be able to understand and, and guide customers as to say, yes, this is appropriate evidence or no, it's not. So that was also really nice. Um, and instead of sitting on the audit side, I now am able to sit on the side where I can say, okay, this is currently what your process is. It's not quite up to standard, but this is what we can do in terms of to remediate it and to get it to an industry best, uh, best standard. And that for me, I find very rewarding. Um, of course, from the audit side, you sort of have to maintain that independence. So to be able to say, hey, this isn't quite right, but this is how we're gonna fix it. Yeah, I love being able to do that. <laughs> and uh, I have just one last question for you. What's your favorite software? Sure, my favorite software. I'm going to be very unbiased here and not choose one in particular. Um, I think when we say one software, I'm going to interpret that as a very open-ended question. And of course, it comes down to what a customer needs, what their requirements are. So we work with customers that use all of the big providers that you're familiar with. AWS, they use GCP, they use MS Azure, um, source control tools. You have obviously a lot of recurring trends from your GitHub, your GitLab, your Azure DevOps. Um, I, I want to, yeah, I want to say I'm quite impartial to them. For, for me, at the end of the day, if it's working and it's appropriate to a customer, I'm happy because they're happy. We're able to monitor and, and get them compliant. Um, so without actually giving you a name, yeah, I'm, I'm really impartial to it. It's, it's a, a case of being able to see the benefit for the customer. Um, so all the integrations that you have <laughs> are your favorite. Ab ab <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, even with the integrations, we, we're very fortunate with the platform and the product team that we have that we've been able to realize a lot of benefits with customers from the integrations. And what I mean by that is there'll often be situations where we'll work with a customer and they'll say, hey, we're using this uh, tool that we maybe don't yet have rolled out as an integration because there hasn't been a large demand for it. Of course, we have the ability to say, okay, this is our current pipeline. You require this as more urgent. We're going to prioritize that beforehand. So a, a really um, good benefit as well that the customers have seen is the value side, that it's not a case of us saying, this is what we can provide to you, take it or leave it. It's us saying, this is the primary service offering we have. How does it align to you? How can we better make the process smooth, hassle-free? Because um, no one no one wants to do compliance. It's a headache for everyone. So if we can actually show companies the benefit they can get out of it, 
um, then then our job is done. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there anything else that you want to tell us today? Um, I think maybe a, f a few last comments in terms of Cytel uh, as, as a company itself. Um, like we've mentioned, being in, in the position that we are, um, and I'm actually thinking about this one because I didn't prepare too many words on it, but from a customer looking to get compliance um, and having these questions and doubts and just uncertainty that we see often with it, how do they go about compliance? Where do they even begin? Um, of course, there's resources. We have a ton of resources on our website that can assist customers, um, really, really informative knowledge bases that they can help get upskilled with. We've got a SOC 2 Academy that can really help someone that knows nothing about SOC 2 compliance get started. But at the end of the day, if you are a company that's looking to take the plunge on compliance, you're looking, you know you need something in place, but you don't know where to start, definitely get in touch with us. We, I can guarantee we'll have a solution that will fit. It will work for the organization. Um, and yeah, we, we customize that, that project timeline for the customer. We, we also, as, as a, a very final remark, are, are very privileged. And I think it just attests to the specialists that we have within the organization that we have a 100% success rate in terms of audits with zero deviations. And it's a, it's a reputation and record we're incredibly proud of, and we're definitely not going to let slip. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Brilliant. Thank you, Christian. Thank you so much for your time today.